Hey, brother. Sup, brother? Welcome to Season 8, Episode 8 of Matchwits, or, like I like to say, Quarantine Week 3. That's right. I'm your host, Steve, alongside my younger brother, Chris. That's me. Matchwits is a nostalgia-infused pop culture podcast. I'm Nostalgia. Chris is typically pop culture. Uh, where we get, we talk about a whole bunch of random stuff. It's it's the junk drawer of nostalgia and, and pop culture. Brain vomit. Brain vomit, exactly. <laughs> and if if there is a case, and I shouldn't even say disagree, if Chris feels like he can beat me in a disagreement, we well, will bet a dollar and Chris will not, win. That is not true. It's anytime I say <laughs> something, you're like, that's not true. Or you say right. something, and I go, that's not even remotely close. And then you're like, all right. All right. I was so- good. I was good at the beginning, and then I've fallen off. I think I don't. I can't remember the last time I won one. I want to um, go through. I want to go through all the past episodes and see how many bets you've actually won. I think it's only been like one or two. Uh, I, I believe it had to do with um, the the Brat Pack and uh, yeah. your, J- your James Spader. <laughs> James Spader, I think. <laughs> I still argue that he was, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. I'm going to die on the Spader Hill. I'm sure All right, am. so the the last time, and it wasn't, I don't think it was last episode, I think it was the episode before. Ironically, I lost $2 to Chris, yeah. one on Jordan Peele having anything to do with Hunters, completely wrong on that, and we talked about what, what network supermarket sweep was on. Yep. Which, ironically, in this day and age, again, this being quarantine week three or our second quarantine episode, the supermarket sweep's becoming like a little bit of a reality. You know, like people running around the grocery store grabbing stuff. Dude, so, like, the fact that now they're, they're telling everybody to wear masks, like, that's just, it's just concerning to me. Like, now it feels more post-apocalyptic when you're driving and you turn over to the guy next to you and him and his wife and his three kids all have masks on it's like yeah this doesn't yeah. feel this doesn't feel right at all no it, it doesn't and so i think we'll start there so and and i i'm gonna say worried I, I just you know for me every time one of us would leave the house like if janine was going to the grocery store she took the pets like the pets nails were so bad that like the cat's claws were going to grow into themselves, like, yep. and and we, sh- we could not get we could not get them trimmed. So we had to t- we had to sedate the cat and the dog and take them to the vet. So like every time somebody leaves the house, to me it's like a reset. Yeah, like, it's like all right, we have we have exposure. Like we got to see what happens. We got to play it out for a week, and that was last weekend. So we're like, all right, we're seven days in. Nobody's getting any symptoms or whatever. So. Uh, I've been that way with the grocery store, and Janine was like, oh, you know, I'll just, we'll, you know, they, we'll stay a safe distance, whatever. So for at least the last two weeks, we have bought all of our groceries online and have them yeah. delivered. Yeah, now, we, we get them through a, a bunch of different services. So we, we have a thing out here, and we've had this for two years, right? Um, it's one of those things somebody came to the door was like, hey, do you want fresh organic produce delivered every week? And we're like, okay. It's all <laughs> locally sourced. It's called it's called uh, Full Circle. Um, and if you don't get on the website on like a Saturday and pick your ingredients, they will pick whatever's fresh. So sometimes you get like, Ooh, broccoli, Rob. Great. (laughs) But so we've been using that and they've been delivering us. That's where we get like a lot of our, we eat a lot of fresh produce. Uh, and then we're, because we're in, you know, the Seattle area, which is the Mecca for Amazon, we have Amazon fresh. Yep. So Amazon Fresh, you get on, and we we had this. I think I talked about this in the last podcast. We had this couple years ago, and it was fourteen ninety nine a month. Uh, and I'd done it originally with, but now it's included with Prime. Yeah. 
So you can buy groceries, and now with them holding Whole Foods, you're basically getting Whole Foods groceries delivered to your door free of charge as long as you meet the $35 minimum. But they only allow you to, like, you have to schedule your appointments, like, up to three days out. Right. Oh, sure. And they have, they have windows. So we started doing that. And I did it one night and just to see if it would work. And I just I bought stuff we didn't need. But I didn't want to add a bunch of stuff to my cart and feel like, hey, they're all sold out. Yep. So I bought, like, nachos and <laughs> <laughs> salsa, shit like we didn't need, just to see. I wasn't going to do our whole grocery shopping. And then it worked. And I looked on there, I was like, you can buy wine, yep. you can buy booze, yep. <laughs> you can buy pretty much everything. But the problem is the delivery windows get sold out. Like, so they Super do, fast. Yeah, Super they fast. do like a rolling three-day thing, right? Yep. So their windows go from 7 to 9 a.m., 9 to 11. There's a two-hour window. And if you order booze, you need to have what they call attended delivery, where they have to. And they don't, they're not doing signatures now. They're doing – they'll take a picture <laughs> – Picture of your ID. To, they just have to look at your old face. And just say, oh, <laughs> he's, he's definitely over the age of 21. They just look at any of us. But, dude, even like 18-year-olds that have been quarantined for three weeks are starting to look, look a little haggard. So they, they just look <laughs> right. it up. Like, I'm, I look like I'm pushing 50. Like, I'm going to quarantine beard. I haven't shaved since, like, three Saturdays ago. Like, I've trimmed it up a little bit. But, yeah, like... People are kind of come out of this quarantine looking either either ripped like the, that was one of the memes that I saw on Twitter. Yeah. It was like you're either going to look like they had a picture of Thor in Ragnarok without his shirt on where he's all jacked. It's like you're either going to come out looking like this or then it was Fat Thor from, <laughs> right. from Endgame. It was like there's no yeah. in between. You're either coming out shredded or you're just coming out a doughy mess. So <laughs> exactly. But Steve, have you run into any? Aaron's been doing a lot of that too. Like Target has like what's called attended delivery where you basically mm-hmm. you put an order in, they give you a barcode, you tell them that you're on your way they give you an assigned spot to come pull in they put everything together and then she's got a she's got an suv that has one of those remote tailgates so we open the tailgate they put everything directly in there we close it the guy shows the ipad to us through the window so we could just confirm everything's on it and he was like i'm just gonna sign it for you and then he just initials it and then he, he emails you the receipt right there so there's no contact but if you had any of these ones where like they take stuff out of your cart like so aaron put in I think we did Wegmans. I forget. I think it was Instacart is Wegmans either pickup or delivery app. Oh, yeah, so yeah. They, they started pulling things out of the cart, which had, I like, I swear I had, like, a slight panic attack, like a slight anxiety attack when they started pulling, like, milk and all of these, like, ascent, not necessarily essentials, but things like Brody drinks. My son drinks about a gallon of milk every two or three days. So, like, we have to stock up. And luckily, we have an extra fridge in our basement. We have a freezer outside, a big industrial freezer outside, so we can stock up on all this stuff. But it's when they started pulling, like, paper towels, Lysol wipes, all that stuff yeah, yeah. Out, of our, out of our cart. It really, dude, it started to concern me, man. Like, And it's yeah, going back so- to what you said when you leave, dude. Like, I had to go to work for a little bit on Wednesday. I had to do inventory and everything. I'm, I know my car is clean because I cleaned my car inside and out the day I left work when this all started happening, which was like the 12th of March, like cleaned it inside and out, sanitized it. And I haven't really driven it at all. And the same thing with my office. There's been nobody at my office. It's been closed. I did such a deep clean, like wipe down light fixtures, like light switches, Mm -hmm. everything. And so I know no one's been there, dude. I had a panic attack or an anxiety attack when I was driving to work for like every five minutes, I'm wiping hand sanitizer on my hand, my steering wheel. It's freaky. 
Yeah, dude. Like, I, I, yeah. I understand. I might watch a little bit too many horror movies, and <laughs> I have an impressionable mind. But still, like, if you're not taking this seriously, like the morons in in Florida that haven't cruised uh, the beaches or anything yeah, like that, yeah. if you're not taking it seriously, you really need to. Like, it's absolutely and. So, oh, yeah. So the, taking the things out of the cart. So one of the things, so Janine likes to bake, not just like because we need fresh bakery products, but she enjoys baking. Sure. And she, the last couple of times she went to the grocery store and in Costco out of flour. And we used the Red Mill organic all-purpose flour. That, no flour. None. none. No yeah. flour. And then you would get on, I'd get online, add stuff to the Amazon. So Amazon Fresh is a separate shopping cart, separate from regular Amazon. Okay. Um, so items that are available on Amazon Fresh, you can only buy those things and put them in the fresh cart and they deliver them to you. But that was one of those things. Added that to the cart. And by the time we went to check out, there was none available. They pulled it out. So yeah. we're running low. Yeah, it's scary. So so last night we're sitting there and, and, and she ordered and she was like, I'm going to try Fred Meyer. So Fred Meyer is... A local, I don't know if it's regional to the Pacific, Pacific Northwest at least, but think of it like, yeah, I don't know what we have, nothing back east like it, but it's somewhere, but it's not Walmart or Target, but it's in that vein. It's like grocery store, but you can buy like, you can buy a, a sweatsuit, sneakers, <laughs> uh, you know, some some shelving, maybe some paint. And groceries, you know, it's like it's a it's a everything. It's got an outdoor section. So it's, it's just like a more regionalized Walmart type of thing. Okay. So she's like, hey, they have they have the coconut chips she likes. They have the the our daily red, the organic wine that she drinks. So she's like, and they have free pickup, just like you're talking about. You show up, you lift your tailgate, they put it in, and you're out. You don't have to go in and talk to anybody. And they've also been really good about keeping their employees safe and their customers safe, like having X's on the floor. We have to stay six feet apart and all that and only letting so many people in at a time and doing all that. So she got on. This was, I think, might have been yesterday, so Saturday. And she was filling out the cart. She's like, oh, it'll be delivered Monday. By the time she checked out, the delivery time was Friday. Jeez. And I was like... So I started to panic a little bit. I was like, oh, crap. So I got on Amazon, and I'm like, I'm all pro Amazon. I'm like, I'm going to get everything. Like, if I never have to leave the house, like, it's become a challenge for me. It's like a, yeah. it's like a video game. Like, I'm going to get everything from the computer delivered to the house. Like, we're never leaving. We no pick up, no nothing. So we have all this stuff added to the cart, and I started, like, irrationally, I won't say panic, but I don't drink a lot of whiskey. Like, I, I have, like, a glass Sure. on a Friday or Saturday, but I don't drink it during the week, whatever. And I, I'm getting, like, I don't have any full bottles, but I've got a little bit. And I was like, I started like, oh my God, like if they're running out of everything. So I started freaking out. So I built it in Janine that already put stuff in the Amazon fresh cart. So I added a couple bottles of whiskey, a couple bottles of wine. Mm-hmm. I was like, I gotta be safe here. Cause who knows the next time we're going to get delivery. Exactly. And, and it's those, hit- those two words, Steve is what's concerning me about all of this. It's who knows. Right. That's that you know what I mean? Like who knows when this stuff's going to be available. Sure. The rational side of my brain's going, Look, you're overreacting, the supply chain hasn't completely broken down, the grid hasn't collapsed yet, just for last <laughs> right. The other side is like I saw this one meme it was like, Man, I really hope we don't have to start hunting for our food because I don't know where the hell Doritos live. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like and luckily we've got this little farmette here, like, but you know, <laughs> We're not going to be homesteading anytime soon. Like, exactly. Where are we going to get seeds to plant? You know, yep. like, so So last night, again, finish out that story. So, because this, this is hilarious. Um, 
I get everything in the cart. I add a little bit more, like some more fresh carrots and some more stuff. And our, so our cart grew from what Janine had in there, like here's the stuff we need, to hey, I you know I threw a couple more things in there. And I right at like seven o'clock is going to be when they release the new times, right? Because they do it on a rolling basis. So I'm like seven sure. o'clock, boom, I get on there like delivery time. I hit yes. I pick the credit card. I hit yes. I'm done. And I'm high five and Janine and everything. I forgot to hit confirm. Nice. And I lost the delivery window. Like, I went from like, it was like buying concert tickets. And then you forget, like you, like why you were checking out, you, you like, you lost it. Yeah. Like, like, I, and I had that happen recently on, did I tell you the whole shepherd fairy, um, you did run DMC on the plane where yeah. like, yeah, that was the feeling I had. I was like, Oh my God. I was like, I got, I was I, literally, I was dancing around the kitchen because we were going to get groceries delivered and I forgot to hit the confirm button. Yep. And now I was distraught. I was like, my family's not going to eat. Like, what's <laughs> going to happen? So, but luckily this morning, nine o'clock delivery window was there and we're getting yeah. our stuff. Instead of getting it Monday night, we're getting it Tuesday morning. But I, was I like, thought you were going to, I thought you were going to say they pulled all the produce and stuff out and you just had a delivery of whiskey and wine <laughs> show on <at> your house. <laughs> I think that would have been awesome. Like, Janine just opens the box looking for stuff to bake with, and it's just like four bottles of whiskey and like five boxes of wine. Yeah, I no, no. I mean, we uh, luckily where we are in, you know, we're outside Seattle, so our Amazon Fresh comes out of Covington, which is like these are not densely populated areas. I mean, sure. they're just they're, we're on the outskirts, right? So, and we're in Amazon's backyard, so we just I think we get we get little I don't want to say better treatment, but we we're where they incubate some stuff. Um, sure. So, so we have that, and then we, have, of course, we have the Fred Meyer delivery on Friday, but it's becoming concerning. I mean, I saw, you know, in the community um, group online, people were lined up at Costco at eight o'clock Saturday. Costco doesn't open till ten. Yep. And and the the post was like, and people are not staying six feet apart. People no. are like jamming, like lining up one after the other to get into Costco. I was like, oh man, yeah. like, this is not. Like, it's the it's the stress it's putting on the supply chain. It's the stress it's putting on the hospitals. It's 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 a little crazy. Yeah, and the fact that Steve, this not necessarily ever going to go back to normal. Like this might be the new normal for an extended period of time. Like even after we get through the next month, month and a half, two months. Are you going to feel comfortable going to crowded places? Are you going to feel, no. you know, yeah, like I'm not, I had problems. Like I'm kind of a, a germ, not necessarily a germaphobe. Yeah, I'm not you, one can, of those you can say germaphobe because you are. Sure, sure. To a certain extent. So like I'm one of those people that when I go to a restaurant and if I can't see the kitchen, if it's not an exposed kitchen or if I can't look through the swinging door, like my, my thing is, is, is if you, if there's a swinging door to the kitchen, wait till it swings open, look at the bottom of the counter, like right where the counter meets the floor. If that's not clean, I ain't eating there. I'll, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get like a, something they can deep fry or, you know what I mean? Something where they can, just because I, I have a cleanliness problem to begin with, mm. like especially movie theaters, Steve, I'm a movie fan, dude. Like I'm a cinephile. I don't know if I will ever go back to a movie theater at least this year. Just because I don't feel it's the general public too. Like I don't. Yeah. I know that all of these businesses are going to institute cleaning policies, and it's going to kind of or revamp the way things have been done. But it's the rest of the people that I'm more concerned about. Like I don't have concerns with how Walmart or Target's been cleaning their shopping carts or anything. I'm concerned about the 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 dip the dipwad that's driving his his giant four wheel drive truck with his American flag hanging off the back, thinking this isn't a big deal, and coughing and sneezing 
right. on things or you know coughing into his hand and then touching something on the the produce shelf and then putting it back like no thanks and right yeah, yeah. that's the that's the we were talking about that earlier. So, it, interestingly enough, you know, I we were locked down early here in Washington, right? And, yeah. and I, a lot of credit to to our company and our CEO. You know, I've been working from home, and luckily, do I have you, a job that I can work from home. I've do you been remember working... the date? The date that you first started your lock in or lockdown? Yeah. yeah. Which was I got the I got the email when I was flying back from DC okay. on Friday, March sixth. Okay. So I've been working from home. Since I, so I took I took Maya to the Seattle Aquarium to do her orientation at the aquarium to volunteer there on Saturday, the 7th of March. Okay. And then I had not left our property other than the walk around the neighborhood once uh, until it got in the car and drove away from our property until today. Wow. So that was wow. like that's basically a month, right? Yeah. So, but work, work. So we were working from home since March 9th because again, we were we got it here first, right? You know that yeah. nursing home here where they had all the deaths, and 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 I think luckily for us out here, the governor was early to jump on it, and the software companies, Microsoft, Amazon, Google. And then all like even like SAP concur like even or, or even someone like the company I work for who's like a level or two down in terms of software like literally like our people can work from home we work in software and computers people have laptops they can work from home and yeah. and they jumped on it early and I think we followed suit with Microsoft and some of those others at the right around the same time yeah. so it, that's been good um, you know and but we're uh, our 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 governor another month we're we're through May fourth the kids will um, be. Wor- from home till May fourth. I mean, there's a chance they don't go back to school. I would, I will bet you a dollar right now that they don't go back. I think that's a fair bet. Fair bet. Okay. Yep. We'll yeah. see. So I mean, I mean, I think, I, I think you're right. I think they, I, I oh, think there's okay. no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think because our and our kids go late, right? So yeah. uh, here in Seattle, kids go to school through I think like June twentieth or something. Oh wow. That yeah, because they but they don't go back to maybe they go to June thirteenth and then they don't go back until after Labor Day. Sure. So a little bit different than like back like back in Virginia they get out like end of May beginning yeah. of June and then yeah. they go back mid August. So yeah, I don't think end of May. Like you know what I mean? Like even yeah. that's cutting it close. But I don't think all these kids that are seniors this year, man. Like how bad does that suck? Imagine if you played like a spring sport. And you were like the star of your team of your senior year, and you get to be the big D on campus. Yeah, and you get to be that guy and have that that spring semester of you dominating in sports and dominating in high school and just kind of living the lifestyle. And now you're stuck at home with your parents. <laughs> right, that's got to be yeah. brutal, man. So like, my my nephew um, Ian, he is in a band, and like that's his like he's a, he's a phenomenal student. Um, but his he's in a band and he's living the band life right now, like recording, practicing, and playing shows. They were they're winning talent contests, really good. And now he's got this. Like he's a senior in high school. He's eighteen years old. He was like ramping up to to graduate, and then you know be an eighteen year old musician. Mm. And now he's like. He's at home. Like before this, they never saw him. He was always at band practice or doing a gig or working a job or you know studying. Yep. And and now yeah, he's and he's been and and they've been behind us, right? I think Virginia has been lagging, and they're expecting DC to be the next New York. Yep. So it's it's crazy. So I saw yeah, a tweet. 
I saw a tweet from Stephen King, and I, and I think it was associated with somebody else, but I saw it from him. It says the last, the next time people tell you that art isn't important, what were you doing? What were you doing during quarantine? <laughs> right, <laughs> like a, exactly. Music, Ex- movies, television. If that's not important, if you can cast those aside and be like, yep. that's not a real yeah. job, that's not a real trade. Imagine what you would do without art right yep. now. Say if your internet went down, what would you be able to do? I'm sure there's books and board games and stuff like that. We do. Yep. We did a thousand piece puzzle. We did a we did a, a thousand piece puzzle of Penn State Stadium from like the air. Oh which my were, god! With like crowd and stuff. It, and you finished it? Yeah, yeah. Like four oh, days. So, so check four, this out. four days. We just mounted it. We're we're doing. We're gonna start doing. We we dude. Apparently, the puzzle industry is soaring right now. Yeah. There's all of so, these pictures of empty shelves at Targets. Like we have another one, I think it's like watercolors. It's like it's like a famous paint. It's not the actual watercolors from what was it Da Vinci or whoever did it, but we have another thousand pieces that we're going to start soon cuz when we're just going to we're going to mount them. Like when nice. people remember what Uncle Bill did with the Kramer puzzle that he had where he just kind of, you know, glued it down and then framed no, it. No, that was, was me. Oh, was that you? Yeah, we, that was at the Spam House. Wait, doesn't we, he have that too? He has the actual poster. Oh, uh, okay. We, at the Spam House in college, we had, man, I wonder what happened to that. I think it eventually fell apart. But yeah, I had the Kramer poster put together, stuck on a wall, like on construction paper. I meant to tell you this too, Steve, just just a, a little aside. So, you know, we got Milo. The family that we got Milo, the one daughter is a senior in, in high school. And guess where she's going to school? IUP. Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Nice. And I was like, my brother went there. And she just looked at me. She goes, he did? And I'm like, yeah, from the other side of the state. She goes, oh, okay, fair enough. She was like, I was just kind of going to get away from my parents. I'm like, yeah, if you go. <laughs> I don't know if the spam house is still there. I mean, yeah, it's I'm, not. It finally got I, told. It, it, it survived a lot, but it, now it finally got torn down. Yeah, the one daughter is going to IUP, and then the other one is a junior and is looking at Penn State. I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, for the listeners that don't know, I got a dog in the middle of the apocalypse, which is both awesome because he's time-consuming, but I also liked sleeping in a lot, and that kind of goes out the window when you have a dog. So, but Yeah, not with a new puppy. So, so speaking of puzzles, so we were talking to Vince earlier. So Vince, for listeners, is my, my son and stepson. He lives in Florida. He's 25. He's got roommates. He's got, I mean, I think luckily for him, he's essential. He works at a drug rehab. Uh, But we were talking to him today, and he's like, my roommate went to Target to get a puzzle. They were sold out. Yep. Target was sold out of puzzles puzzles. in, like, West Palm Beach, Florida. Sold out, or wherever he's, Boca. He's in Boca, actually. Um, Sold sold out of puzzles. Of puzzles. So, yeah, so this is, it becomes real interesting. So last weekend, so we're really trying to, like, I, I see this opportunity as to, like, you know, we can do things differently. Like I don't spend an hour and a half in the car every day driving. Sure. So now I get to do other things. Now, hopefully this week at that turns into working out, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it hasn't. Cause I think I told, like talked about this. Podcast. Like, there was an outside chance I had the coronavirus went out because I had this, like everybody says, you like, you know, if you, you don't if you, know that, you well, yeah. like, that's what it could have been thinks. allergies. It could have not. Yeah. A lot of people who get it mild or asymptomatic, it manifests itself kind of like allergies. Uh-huh. Um, I just had this. I had malaise and I had all this. But anyways, that was a while ago. I'm feeling good. Uh, but anyway, so last weekend we tried. We're trying to do these projects, right? Just to keep keep Busy. sanity, right? So last uh-huh. weekend we did painting. Maya's an artist. She had a ton of paint. So we all sat around and painted pictures. 
it was awesome. Like it was a very, <laughs> and, and I made a file of these four things that we painted and I put them in a folder and I tucked them away. And sometime, you know, 30 years from now, we're going to look back and be like, oh, look, those are the pictures we painted during the coronavirus. Yeah. Remember when there was this massive global pandemic and we got locked in our house for two months? Yeah, we did yeah. this. Remember yeah, this we're so kid? lucky. Sit, so sit lucky we have this property. Sit on my knee and let me regale the story of the time <laughs> I locked inside with your grandmother with nothing but our thoughts and puzzles for two months. Dude, so, like, think about, like, this is bigger than 9-11, right? On a glo- I mean, obviously, 9-11 was country-specific, but, like, just as what are you going to remember? Like, the kids are going to remember this. Oh, yeah. Rest, this, in, in, terms of of imp- in terms of impact to the American way of life, yep. absolutely bigger than 9-11 now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking scary. We've, been, we've never seen anything. Our, you know, I, like our parents have seen anything like this. Like no. maybe our no. grandparents no. certainly did. They lived through the Great Depression. They lived through Spanish flu. Spanish they lived flu. All that, that started stuff. in Kansas. I can't believe like that's what everyone's like. Yeah, look at the it's the it's the Chinese virus. Okay, first off, it's not the fucking Chinese virus. And second of all, why they call it the Spanish flu? The Spanish flu actually started in Kansas. People, look it up. <laughs> that's but, where that's where but, it started. But Spanish, but Spain was a neutral country at the time, so they called it. I believe I have to fact check it. Um, there's no fact checking here, um, <laughs> but no, they called it the Spanish flu because at the time. Like it wasn't a, you know, when it was, was it 1919? Was that the yeah, Spanish? Yeah, 1918, 1919. Yeah. So like Spain was a neutral com- country. So they're like, we'll call it the Spanish flu. Nobody's going to hate on Spain yeah. <laughs> as opposed to calling it the Kansas or the American flu yeah. or the Russian flu or the German flu or the whatever. They, yeah. The Spanish flu. But people are yeah. dumb, man. They see Spanish flu. They're like, oh, clearly got started by Spain. It was their fault. No, Kansas. <laughs> right. Kansas, good old USA's fault. I saw somewhere online where somebody posted, and this this is not right, right? Because COVID stands for Corona Virus Viral Infectious Disease. Yeah. COVID, and this COVID is the nineteenth strain. It's the nineteenth strain. Somebody the... posted COVID stands for Chinese ori- oriented viral infectious disease. <sighs> We're dumb, man. I don't think that's correct. Think about how smart the average American is and realize Uh, half the population is dumber than that. Yes, exactly. Did you happen to see the the video making the rounds of, I think the guy was in Vietnam, and he got in an argument with like a a shop clerk or something. Oh, he got decked. He didn't even get decked. (laughs) He even got open hand slapped and basically knocked him out. I love that. I I think it was on Rex Chapman's Twitter feed. It was like, this is what you get. The guy like, he spit on the produce as he was walking out, and the guy that was stocking shelves outside just comes up and didn't close his fist, man. I went back and I watched it a few times. They're like, nope, that's an open hand smack, and that dude got laid out. Yeah, and looked like, it literally looked like he smacked his head right off his shoulders yes he's not going to do that anymore yeah so and and i I think about the younger generation through this right so i think about vince is 25 and and i think there's when i lived and it was only like two and a half years maybe three years i lived in raleigh so i lived in Cary, north carolina right so i moved from erie to Cary to work for lord and I was living there. I was, I was supposed to live by myself. Right? I had a one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> and Tim Hoda showed up, decided to live with me, uh, <laughs> which was awesome. I loved him. Yeah. So he showed up to live with me. And we're like, Hurricane Bonnie was coming. So I, I'd only been there maybe a year or whatever. And I'm like, we're from Erie. We don't get hurricanes. Right. And, and it was the year right after... 
what was the bad hurricane that hit the Carolinas? Was it Hugo or yeah. Ivan or yeah. one of those that really like completely decimated Raleigh, Durham, the, uh, that area? Like because they never get it that far inland, and they uh-huh. had the year before had this massive. Right before I moved there. Like it took everybody out. Like it took out power for three weeks. There was no groceries or whatever, and so we moved there. And they say, like, "Hey, there's a hurricane coming," and people are freaking out. It's like there's a snowstorm coming, you know, <laughs> in in Virginia. Like all the bread and milk's gone, all the toilet paper's gone. And I just remember Tim and I being like, "What the hell's the big deal?" Like I'm not going to go wait in line. I was like, we need Pabst Blue Ribbon, and maybe we'll pick up some Spaghettios. Now, luckily for our dumbasses. <laughs> We were not stuck in our one-bedroom apartment for an extended period of time because we literally had, like, almost no food. Yeah. And we had, like, a couple of cases of Pabstool Ribbon. But all you need. I, but I can think about, like, and I was, like, 27 at that time. So I think yeah. about this younger generation. Like, I don't – I've never seen anything like this. Like, I don't know what – like, I'm just going to go party. Like, it's just – I don't have to go into work. Yeah. Dude, can you imagine, like, you're at your house, which is a large house and has a lot of property and land that you can go outside. Can you imagine being quarantined, like, alone in, like, a studio apartment? Like, that's just that thought just kind of scares me. Yeah. I was outside all day yesterday because, you know, I'm I'm working from home now. Luckily, I have, like, the office is separate from the house, so I can at least have that five-second commute from the one door to the other. (laughs) Just walk really slow. Yeah, and the weather, but at least it's separate from the house. So when I'm home, I'm home, and when I work, I'm at work. Yeah. Um, as opposed to like working at your dining room table, which a lot of people have to do. A lot of people I work with have to do, right? Because they're yeah. in, and you know, and some of the young single people that are sharing, you know, that with you know their significant other, they're in a one bedroom, and they're like they're both working from home, right? Yep. So one person gets the bedroom, one person gets the dining room or kitchen, right? So yeah, see, we're, we're lucky. Have you been to our new house? Yeah. Yeah, like that's big. <laughs> it is big, go, yeah. For three people going, and for, three cats and two dogs or whatever. Two dogs. Like we could go to opposite ends of the house. Like I can go to the basement and lock the door and just get some, you know, get some yeah. me time, get some alone time. Exactly. But like I can't. My buddy, my best friend Jay, lives in Midtown Manhattan and is a uh, financial analyst for J.P. Morgan. Has worked there for like fifteen years and is like one of the senior VPs and blah blah blah. And his wife is a purchaser for. I don't know who she works for now. She was working for Fossil, but they have two kids. They, they have a 12 year old, and I think Parker is, Isabella is 12, 12 or 13, and then Parker is like seven, seven or eight. And they live in midtown Manhattan in a two bedroom apartment. Like, it's not that big. What the hell are you guys, like, especially in New York, you can't even go outside, really. Like, they're, they're telling you, like, literally shelter in place, like it's a hurricane, like it's. Yeah, yeah. Like, like just hunker down and, yeah. like. <laughs> Hang That's on. why I just keep t- I keep checking in on him. Like, are you okay? He's like, yeah. Sometimes I just go sit on the balcony. Like he had, he had like a he has a balcony, which is nice for a midtown Manhattan apartment, but it's not very big. But it has a clear glass door, so he put acrylic paint on it to make it look like stained glass, so he could go sit outside. And no one can see him. Like he just he goes out and sits there. Like I go, you out there to work? You know, sometimes, sometimes I just go out there and sit. I was like, that's a good point. That's a good point. Nice. Yeah, so we high. spent all all day outside yesterday with a chainsaw. We have a bunch of like uh, you know we have a lot of work to do in our field. We have a bunch of fallen trees and stuff. You know, tend, tend the land. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. So I was yeah. I am so sore today, um, but after working, it was fifty five degrees yesterday or two days ago. I mowed the lawn. It was fifty degrees outside. It was like overcast and kind of misting a little bit. I was, everyone was like, 
you're going to go mow the lawn. Now I'm like, I have to just go outside and put my <laughs> headphones on. And she goes, okay. And then she was like, but when you come back in, I'm going to take Murphy for a walk and you're inside. I was like, that's fine. I was like, if you want to go do that, you want to go down, go see one of our neighbors, have a social distancing glass of wine, that's fine. But I was like, I need to go outside. I need to put music on. <laughs> I need to just be alone with my thoughts for a little bit. So. Right. So, yeah, we so we cut down all of this tree and then we made a fire in the fire pit and started burning some of this old junky wood. Right. Just to kind of get rid of it, something to do. And then, I don't know, about 3 o'clock, like the kids, Janine and the kids had gone inside. And I was like, I'm sitting staring at this fire pit. I was like, and the sun was out. It was probably like upper 50s. Like mm-hmm. maybe maybe got, maybe it touched 60, but the sun, may, and there's no wind out here. So it was really nice. And I was like, I need a beer. And I haven't, yeah. like, the last time I bought beer was probably last summer for sitting outside watching football. Mm-hmm. So, big skunk I, uh, beer. Nice yeah, yeah. So I had like two Rainier, which Rainier is like the Iron City of Seattle. I had like <laughs> two left in the fridge, and I sat outside. and I was like, finally, like I needed that to get away from work. Otherwise, it's just going to be like I'm not 100 percent at work and I'm not 100 percent at home. No, you know what I mean. Like, so I needed. It. And yesterday was a great. I was out, I was outside. I was away from them both, and it was great. It's hard, dude. Like, everybody's talking about, like, oh, this is the perfect time to write your movie. Not really, man. My head's all over the place. It's hard for me (laughs) to focus on anything for an extended period of time. Like, yeah, I have a lot of downtime and stuff, but I don't know. My my headspace has been really weird. So those little moments, Steve, like when you're sitting outside, like when I went outside to mow the lawn, it was the most peaceful and zen-like moment. And I friggin hate mowing my lawn because the one Mm -hmm. side's like a 60 degree angle so i have to like stand up on the hill and basically let the lawnmower fall down the hill just to (laughs) mow it so i I hate doing it in the middle of summer when it's 100 degrees out it's the worst thing ever because i have a lot of land i think when i walk when i mow my lawn i walk four and a half miles like obviously it's back and forth and back and forth and stuff and sometimes i i do like a, a couple different lines but right I I volunteered to go do it. I was like, I just walked out. I was like, all right, I'm going to go mow the lawn. She was like, you're going to do that? I was like, yeah. She was like, you hate to do that. I was like, yeah, I know, but it needs to be done, and I just needed. Well, and plus it was a little bit long in the back, so when Milo, our puppy, went out, he would look like he was, like, hopping through long grass. Like, you would, like, if he laid down, you would, like, miss him. You're like, oh, no, where'd he go? And then he would pop up, and you're like, oh, okay. But so it was hard to pick up his poop and stuff, so I went I mowed the lawn and did the edging. And, yeah, yeah, you got to do that. You have to keep... Got to yeah. keep a routine, particularly if you're like, for me, I'm working so I can, you know, or, you know, I've got a regular hours to keep. I got to get up. I shower like I'm going in the office to do everything the same. Yeah. I just, I don't have that commute. I don't have to, I don't have to get up at 430 and I don't have to leave at 530, which is really nice. Which is nice. But now I'm working until 530 or something. So, <laughs> so Steve, Wednesday, Wednesday, I had to go to work and I got up like normal time like I used to and got up and was driving to work for like the first 30 minutes when I was driving to work. I thought it was Sunday. It was Wednesday. No cars. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was Wednesday, Steve. Like I was like, why am I driving? Why am I driving to work on Sunday? And I had to like think for for a second. I was like, oh, it's Wednesday. Like, <laughs> my time frame for, was so off. And then I actually laughed out loud about what an idiot I was and about how everything's so thrown off, just because it just doesn't. Like, time is irrelevant. It's just so weird. Like it doesn't feel like a Sunday to me. It, it just feels like another day. Right. But. Man. Yeah, so you got to keep the got to keep the routine. Like I'm like, all right, I'm trying to do my Sunday my Sunday night routine. We're doing the podcast, doing all that stuff. So it, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, right. it, one of the things you said earlier, and I think it, it, this is about all I want to say on the quarantine, uh, at least for this episode, um, and move on to a couple other things. Is we left 
the house today. I got in the car, left, it, and we went. All the parks are closed, right? And, and mm-hmm. Seattle's a very outdoors area. It was really nice today. It was 60. But there's a walking path. It's an old rail trail, right? So where the, they t- basically took out the, the railroad tracks and paved it. And it's like a 14-mile train. It's where we ride our bikes and everything. And that's not closed. But we pull up to the parking lot. We're like, oh, shit. And it was packed. Packed, with yeah. With people. We're like, F. And, but it's like, as long as you stay six feet apart and everything. But, like, Jeannie and I were walking, and the kids were on their bikes. And I was just like, we were both like a, we're a little anxious. We're like, this is not as relaxing. Like, it was good to be outside. It was a nice yeah. day. It was good to be walking. But, like, there's people walking up behind us, people walking in the other direction, people riding bikes, people, people with running, masks, people sweating. With- yeah, sweaty people... monsters running and sweating all <laughs> over the place, not giving you a wide enough berth. Listen, runners yeah. and people that are sweating profusely, stay six feet away from me so I don't get your nasty sweat on me. <laughs> it happens exactly. all the time, Steve. There's all these trails by our house and stuff, too. And, like, sometimes I just go and I'll take Murph for a walk or I'll take Milo out and run around a little bit. And, like, they come and they're, like, on your left. I'm, like, you better be six feet on my left, motherfucker. <laughs> Right. Oh, we were walking way off the path. Like, yeah. like we were walking almost like as far off the path as you could be without being in the trees, like yeah. in, the, in the in the brush. Yeah, people uh, laugh at me. Like, they look at I'm me just like, like I'm a weirdo. I'm like, yeah. Uh-uh. And like, no. a couple of times people came by. Well, like you know, we're putting our like like we're about to sneeze. Like putting yeah. our elbows over our faces. Like yeah. it was not quite as relaxing. I was like, how is this ever going to get back to normal? Yeah. Well, that's like, like what is normal going to be? Like, it's going to be stay away from me, everybody. This is it. Well, like, see, like, you know me. I don't really like people all that much to begin with. Uh, and I was never a big fan of, like, large crowds. But, again, I was never a big fan of shaking hands either. So, yes, it's not really going to change that much. But I never realized how much I need to go see people. You know what I mean? Like, to yeah, be able to go outside out and, and not have somewhere. panic attacks and just go do something right. where I'm not just homesteading all the time. But, I mean, that's why, dude, I've been checking out Dad all the time to make sure, like, Dad, you're taking this seriously, right? And he was like, yeah. I was like, all right, because you have fucking health issues and you have, and you're elevated <laughs> age right. and you're literally the demographic that they're going to go, like, this thing goes after. I was like, please tell me you're taking it seriously. He was like, sure. I'm going a little crazy and I'm drinking too much. I was like, that's fine. I don't care how fucking crazy and yeah, drunk yeah. you are. I was like, I just want to make sure you're alive and he just keeps sex dude he's blowing through the stuff that i tell him to watch like i told him what he was like you finished ozark yet i'm like dude it came out on friday like what do you want me to do he was like, all right, it. I was like all right fair enough i was like did you finish hunters he was like yep yeah, blew through that too he's like got anything else dude he texted me the other night and was like can you help me find a movie i said yeah i was like i'll show you a really easy way to do it and he was like or you could just do it for me i said sure what movie and he said the super I was like, you mean the 1991 movie with Joe Pesci? And he goes, yeah. I was like, why the hell do you want to watch that? He was like, I just do. I was like, okay, fair enough. I found the Amazon Prime. But, like, but first he said it was just super with Joe Peck. I was like, wait, what? I was like, I don't know who Joe Peck is. He was like, you know the guy that was in Goodfellas in, in, in Casino? <laughs> I was like, Peck. I was like, you mean Joe Pesci? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't. I went to Joe Pesci's IMDb, and I was like, all right. I started scrolling through, and I was like, this is just super. And then I saw the super, and I clicked on it. I was like, 1991, where he plays a slumlord? Like, I was like, you really want to watch that? He was like, I just want to watch it. Tell me where to get it. I was like, $1.99 on Amazon. He was like, thank you. And that was the last I heard from him. <laughs> so I'm going to read you a text exchange with Dad. Yeah. So he's like, how are things on your side of the country? I was like, pretty mm-hmm. good. How are you guys holding up? We're holding up well, looking at stills online. I was like, stills, question mark? He's like, yes, to make alcohol. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, LOL. He's like, for hand sanitizer. 
<laughs> and I was I like, you the, the one that he sent me. He wait, like, wait, I'm not done. Oh, sorry. I'm not done. Sorry. I was like, nice. I ordered wine and groceries from Amazon. He's like, we drove to Westfield as liquor in stores open in New York. Nice. Well, then I they found like, that. Oh, sorry. That's not sheltering in place. No, it's not. It's send not. send your daughter-in-law or somebody to go get it for you. Agreed. Agreed. Anyways. But he also said that the, apparently the wine and spirit stores in Pennsylvania are offering delivery now. And he they are now. That. They weren't when they first started, but they are now. But he said exactly when it when it went online for the first time, he went on and tried to get on it, and it, the website crashed. And then so that, right after that, I was like, "Did you have any luck?" And I just got the middle finger emoji. I was like, "I didn't even know you had to, knew you had to do that." Like, I was like, "That is amazing." And I was like, "What happened?" He was like, "The website crashed. I couldn't go anywhere." I was like, "Oh, all right, fair enough." But he should do my buddy. My buddy Tiska is a well, was a medical appliance sales. Obviously, that has kind of dipped. But he has a lot of OR scrubs, so he wears them all the time as like pajamas and stuff like that. He has people move out of the way when he's going places because either they think he's like a hero and he's working the front lines, or they think he's contaminated. So they just move <laughs> right, out of the way. Right. So he just he has countless amounts. So I'm just going to tell Dad to do that. I was like, I know you still have OR scrubs. Somewhere. Yeah, just go I, walk around and scrub. Yeah. People like part like the Red Sea. Yeah, people might buy your groceries for you, give you a free bottle of liquor, just because they think you're part of the good, one of the good guys. You know, they don't need you to, or need to know you've been retired for what four years, three years, like six. Six years? Good Something Lord. like that. Time is relevant in the apocalypse, yeah, Steve. Yeah. I, I, so, thought I, was, so I thought I was 41 for about three months now. <laughs> Wait, you're not? No, I turned 41 in May. May 12th, okay. Uh, so speak, it's funny that, that you bring up the super because I watched Friday night. I was like, you know, it's my, and I, it, again, during the week, I haven't really been smoking cigars, doing anything like I would do on the weekends. I savor that for the weekend. So long week at work, whatever. Sit outside. I'm going to have a cigar. I ordered some nice cigars online. Got them <laughs> delivered. I was like, just sit outside. I'm going to watch a movie. And I watched Bad Boys. Nice. Now, I had never First seen. One? Yeah. Okay. So, I never seen Bad Boys. Don't know Either why. Don't, what? Either None of, of them? them? None of them. Okay, There's a third one out now. Yeah. And I heard it was really good. Yeah. Well, and I, and I saw some clips. And I was like, why have I never seen this movie? Or maybe I have. I watched that movie. I was like, you can't do that movie now. Oh, no. No. Like, and dude, incredibly like, anti- for for early '90s, I think it was what '93. Yeah. In- incredibly antiquated. Like it looks like the '80s. Like you yeah, look at the like, way like everybody calling with phones, yeah. and you're like, I'm pretending to be someone else. Like I was waiting for Tay Leone to pull out like her cell phone and be like, Google Mike Lowry, and be like, yeah. You're not him. You're not him. <laughs> I found yeah. your Facebook page. Even the uh, dress and everything like that, Steve. It feels like what people think the '80s look like. And I was like, That's the '90s. Like that's what yeah, I was. Feeling. It was like yeah. early Michael Bay, wasn't it? Like 90, oh, yeah. early 90s, 92 or something like that. If Anyways. you have it, the, the second one is so much better. I absolutely adore. And I don't care if that damns my credibility as a cinephile or a movie fanatic or any of that where people have respect for my movie opinion. Bad Boys 2 is a easily top five if, yeah. I was going to say top 10 easy, might be top five action movie of all time for me. It's so good. Yeah. But so watch the second one. We right. talk about that at great lengths. It's it, dude. It's I way better. Like the first one works, and the first one, the chemistry between Will Smith and Martin Lawrence is great. Yeah, and that's that why was like, I watch. I like. I enjoyed it, but I was like, that's a two-hour movie. I sat outside. I was like, I finally came in to watch the end of it because it was starting to get cold. But sure, um, I, was, I was like, why am I watching a movie that was made like <laughs> eons? Ago? I just, just, I don't know. It just, I was like, I'm going to pick this movie because we've been doing huh. this as part of the. 
the lockdown, we talked about this on the last pod. We've been doing this bracket yeah. where we had the, the 16 movies that we're going to watch. We watched, did we talk about Parasite? I think we did. We, we watched Parasite. Yeah. I had seen like, it, so we couldn't really talk about it in yeah. depth. But we gave that like an 80 was the aggregate score. Everybody, of the four of us each get up to 25 points. So since sure. then, we've watched, uh, we watched Knives Out. <laughs> which I think the score was in the 90s, like a 93. And then um, this Friday we watched Jojo Rabbit, okay. which I know you haven't seen that, which was awesome. I heard it was awesome. Is it – because it's PG. Is it PG, appropriate? It's PG-13. PG is it? I thought it was PG. Dollar Bet is PG. It's PG-13. Are you sure? Is there Dollar Bet. In it? Okay. Sweet. I get a dollar back. How do you know that? You're already looking at it right now. No, I know because I looked at it on Friday before. I was like, I wonder if that's appropriate for the kids. Oh, okay. Well, then it's, mis- a- it's mislabeled on my digital cable. It's it's no. I'll take the dollar loss, but yeah, it's PG-13 on here on IMDb, which I'll take as a actual credible rating. You're gonna use that as a credible source. Yeah, over the guy that types up Comcast stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, right? so as i realized as i'm going through like on demand and stuff like that there's like a few movies that are miscoded so like i go in like the free to me and like family section and there's this movie called gun hill and i'm like what the hell is that doing in the family section free to me for ages 12 and under and i look it up and it's like some gangster movie but it was, <laughs> right. it's just it's miscoded it, it's yeah. it, it's yeah. just coded it's only as good as so. the data that goes in so exactly and, and so Jojo Rabbit was, it was like the whole family, like all these movies, Parasite, Knives Out, Jojo Rabbit, the whole family has enjoyed. Now, yeah. they're all really good movies. They're all really good rated movies. Um, they're all really different. Like Parasite, way different, like something we wouldn't typically watch. Jojo Rabbit, like, like well, well done. So, like I said, it's, I had this vibe that you have, like you haven't seen something like that before, right? You so, have it, Taika Waititi is the man and one of the most eccentric and identifiable directors that I've ever, recent directors that I've seen. Like, as soon as I watch something, I can tell you it's his. It's like, someone sent me the the trailer for the movie called The Gentleman, the one with Matthew McConaughey, where he plays like a yeah. drug, drug dealer. I No one said anything to me, and I watched about 30 seconds of it. I was like, this looks like a Guy Ritchie movie. And Benny turned and looked at me and just smiled. He goes, you're such a fucking nerd. And I was like, why? And he was like, just watch. And at the end, it says, a movie by Guy Ritchie. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like him. Guy Ritchie has such an identifi- identifiable style. Uh, uh, Edgar Wright, the guy that did Baby Driver and Shaun of the Dead and all of yeah, those yeah. movies. And... Taika Waititi is just Thor Ragnarok, what we do in shadows. Like, it's just one of those, I can tell he has a hand in it. So I, and the idea of him doing an anti-bullying movie under the guise of a, of a comedy that takes place in Germany during World War II or shortly thereafter. I don't know when it takes place. It, I don't it's, it. not a, it's not a comedy. It's kind of a comedy. It is. That's the thing. That's why I think I've never seen anything like it because it's like, there's like you're just like this is weird and funny and you're like sarcastic and you're like it's funny but then it's like oh right it's still nazis the holocaust (laughs) and there is some dark shit in it and that you're like and you go and the and to get you to loosen up so that they can smack you like hit your like they get you so you're vulnerable to like oh this is just a lighthearted movie and then they hit you hard and it go and and they go into these other things and you're just like 
I was like, that's well done storytelling because mm-hmm. it, it still delivers the message. It still delivers a thought, but it does it in a way, like I said, I don't think I've seen anything like it where at one point it's really lighthearted. At one point it's kind of serious. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't know what it is. And, mm-hmm. and at the end of the, at the end of it, you're like, that's just a really good story. Yeah. So he's a, t- he's a dude. He's a really talented filmmaker. I'm, I'm like, that's why I always tell people go back and watch. If you can find it, Steve, you got time to watch it. What we do in shadows where it's him, uh, uh, Jermaine Clement, the guy from Flight of the Concords, and they, they play like uh, old vampires living in modern day. So it's like kind of a docu documentary, fake documentary series about mm. these four vampires living in L.A. They do it's a movie first, and then they made a TV series about it. And the TV series is really funny too, but the movie itself is hysterical. Like you will laugh your ass yeah. off the entire time watching it, but you can tell. Like it does, it, it, it's a completely farcical take on things, but it posits some really interesting questions about vampires and modern society. So if you get a chance, you get a chance to watch right. it. I and he, recommend he's it. involved in The Mandalorian too, right? He's the robot. He's the voice of the robot. He's the one that sacrifices himself at the end. That, that protocol droid that they reprogrammed. You know what I'm talking about? The, the one that has the badass shootout when they go into the town. Where he comes flying in on the speeder bike, the robot, the droid that's with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the droid bounty hunter. He's the voice. Oh, he, but he's the, the voice he, and helped. I think he helped write it. Him and uh, John Favreau are, are boys, and I oh, think okay. he. Like, that's what I, was like, I thought because I thought he wrote and directed some of the episodes. He might have. Hold on. Are you looking it up? I was going he, to. Yeah, but I, I don't know if I can spell his name as fast as you can. Taika Waititi. Taika. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but yeah. Okay, so yeah. We oh can't wait, really... wait. What? Is that what he looks like? Yeah, he's the guy that played the. He played Hitler in Jojo Rabbit. Oh my God, that was him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's him. Holy crap! He's also Korg in Thor Ragnarok that he wrote and directed. You know the rock monster? Piss yeah, off, yeah. ghost. <laughs> that's him. All right. So he he directed episode one. Okay. Sorry, he directed chapter eight, Redemption of Mandalorian. Okay. That's good. Is um, is that the one where he sacrifices himself? I think yeah, I think it might be. Yeah, it's called Redemption. You're right. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, dude, go through his filmography and watch some of the other stuff, man. Like, Hunt for the Wilder People is the the kid from uh, Deadpool two. The guy with the the kid with the fire hands, the younger kid. Mm. Have you seen? You know what I'm talking about. Mm-mm. You haven't seen Deadpool too. Yeah, yeah. The young, it's him and Sam Neill, Doctor Grant from Jurassic Park, and written and directed by Taika Waititi. Dude, it's awesome. It's called oh, Hunt nice. for Hunt for the Wilder People. Like, just go through his entire filmography and watch it. If you can find it, they're all great. Eagle versus Shark is great. <laughs> like, they're they're all good, and they all have that really really off really off comedy I, I, I love everything that he's done yeah so you should watch I highly recommend Jojo Rabbit the whole okay. him playing Hitler as the imaginary friend and well, all let's that not, is... let's not talk about that until I watch it let's talk about your terrible take on Knives Out Let's get back. Uh, okay, to that. this isn't. I don't want to say this is a terrible take, but the, it is. Like the whole family completely on board with the same thing, which was so. A, we love Knives Out. That was a great recommendation. <laughs> That's a great movie. Great movie. Uh, great cast. Everything about it was great. The only thing that we didn't like about it, and we had a hard time, and even early on in the movie, 
is Daniel Craig, oh. Southern accent. No, it wrong. It was just not believable, and maybe that's because we just right. it was just not believable. Like it was just <laughs> like sometimes people like like Andrew Lincoln when you find out like oh crap he's British, but. Maybe it's because I know Daniel Craig and I know, you know he's British. You and, know Daniel Craig is British. You but do. the kids That's don't. Why. The kids yes, don't do. know. Sure, they do. They've seen. They've seen at least trailers or commercials with him as Bond. He's been Bond for like fifteen Maybe. years now. I don't know. Yes, but no. You know he's like, British. Yeah, I don't know, but not like you know, like House. Any of those other guys that are clearly British, but they play Americans and they do pull it off. Or, if you don't, if you don't know they're British, their their American accents is much more convincing. Like I don't think Benedict Cumberbatch is American. Like your 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 surrogate, your casting for Benoit <laughs> Blanc for, for friggin' because you're a big Hollywood hotshot and knows no better than they do. But your hey, I don't you don't have to like it's not rocket science. Like the, it's not sure casting it is. is more casting is more than just the uh, the the fit for the role. It's like you got they they available. They're gonna work right. They whatever. My point was, Benedict Cumberbatch would have probably been better in that role. You than can't Daniel say Craig. that. That is an unfair. Like so much, has, like you said, so much has to go in it. Like the fact that Daniel Craig and Ryan Johnson, the writer director, are boys, and so much so that Daniel Craig had a cameo in Last Jedi as a stormtrooper just because they've been friends for so long and okay. worked so well together. That Daniel Craig actually took a pay cut so they could use that money and spend it on Chris Evans and Tony Collette <laughs> and the rest of the amazing cast. That they got and make this ridiculous, yeah, good, good this point. ridiculous off off the off the wall murder mystery that they haven't really yeah. been doing recently, Steve. There really hasn't been anything in that vein of like a clue or no, a murder great. on the Orient Express. It was, where, it was great. It was, it was the whole great. movie. The whole movie was great. Uh, Daniel Craig, it, that, he wasn't the, awful. Like let's, the let's only be way that let's you be can make... he, he was not awful. He was the least remarkable thing about that movie. The, everybody in that movie is fantastic. Everybody in that movie, top to bottom, is wonderful in the roles and that they play. And he was serviceable. No. It's just so wrong. And then you said something about you can't build a franchise around. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Uh, now, now you have your Herculoid Pinwall from Murder or from the Agatha Christie box. Like you have your character that you can do all of these ridiculous stories. Like, sure, you might not have liked them, but it got this cast of characters together, and you can make these really, these really intricate murder mysteries. With him, just like he wasn't, yeah, he's the main character, but technically the the, the housekeeper is or the the caretaker that Anna De Armos. Which, if you don't know what she looks like in real life, Steve, like do your favor, look look that girl up. She's so plain in that movie. And I, when Aaron and I went and saw it, and I was like, oh my god, I love her. And they're like, she was like, really, that girl? And then I pulled up her IMDb picture and showed it to her. She goes, oh, I was like, yeah, they they made they fought like they put her in frumpy clothes and stuff like that, and. The girl, she's going to be in the new Bond movie. She is. She's the. You probably you never saw Blade Runner twenty forty six, or twenty twenty forty nine. Okay, she plays like a hologram in that, and I fell in love with her in that. But What's Chris Evans, Anna uh, Diarmas, Anna Diarmas, yeah, she's great. But Chris Evans is. Oh yeah, that doesn't look anything. Her IMDb no. is nothing like she did in the movie. Like stunning, like absolutely breathtaking to look at. Did you see her in that movie? You're like, oh, she's cute. But she's great in it. Chris Evans, I absolutely adore him. Like, I don't really care. Yeah, I love Captain America, and I thought his take was pitch perfect. But 
All of his other stuff, if you haven't actually watched any of he's got a movie where he plays like a drug addicted lawyer called Puncture. It was really good. Like you saw Snowpiercer. Like that's not a movie that Captain America oh, would yeah. make back in the day. And he was fantastic. Just the line in Snowpiercer when he goes, I hate the fact that I know what human tastes like. And he sells it like that's such a ridiculous line in a ridiculous movie. That, but he sells it so much. And the, the whole, when he tells the whole family to eat shit. Like, I love that they, it originally was supposed to be F you to everybody, but they, you can't use that many F bombs. So Chris Evans was like, I'll just tell everybody to eat shit. And they just started laughing and they're like, all right, go ahead. And he just starts pointing at everybody. He's like, you eat shit. You eat shit. <laughs> you definitely eat shit. You eat the biggest pie. Like, they're all great. I, I love, but I love that movie. And Ryan Johnson, if he wouldn't have got the vitriol for, for uh for last jedi i don't think he would have made that movie and we would have never got that because he didn't want to do another massive budget right. special effect driven thing like he has a movie that another one you can put on your list if you like knives out go watch a movie called brick it's one of ryan johnson's first movies he made with joseph gordon levitt where it's like a high school joseph gordon levitt plays one of like an outcast in high school but he's like a he's got an analytical brain but it's he get his I think his girlfriend gets murdered and he's got to figure he plays like a detective but it's all written like it's a old Philip Marlowe story so like they use all mm. this old vernacular like you know when they updated Romeo and Juliet when they use it was modern images with the old text flip it you know what I mean so now or I mean do the same thing where it's like it's all modern takes place in a modern high school they have cell phones and stuff like that but they all talk like it's a 1930s detective serial it's awesome it's so good watch it when you get a chance but like that's i'm glad that ryan johnson got the vitriol from from nine or from last jedi because it pushed right. him into making smaller stuff where yeah. you can really he can focus on his writing yeah. I endure. so and that one ended up at like a 93 sure. i think in our rating so that one's the highest rated movie of the ones we watched now we've only watched three we're gonna have to get to work but it looks like we're not going anywhere <laughs> for a while so even yeah. if we do one a week we might finish um, and Speaking of nice out, Lakeus Stanfield, the guy that plays the black dude that plays the one of the investigators in Knives Out, is might be one of my favorite working actors right now. I started I didn't realize we had Hulu. When we signed up for Disney Plus, we got the Hulu Disney Plus. Oh nice. Yeah, Plus. Yeah, so nice. I did I had no idea. So What's I went his name? In, uh Lakeus Stanfield. Oh yeah, played Lieutenant yeah. Elliot. Yeah, and he's in Atlanta, which is a mini series with Donald Glover. Where they play like they're starting out in hip hop in Atlanta, which is really really good. So if you have Hulu, try that. But he was also in a movie called Sorry to Bother You that I just watched. I, I'd be interested to get your take on that. I thought it was great, and he's great in it. But he plays a he plays a, a phone salesman, like a, a telemarketer. But he has this he can do this perfect white dude voice. So you see him, and he's like this. He's got a big afro and wears like bright colors and stuff. But then he gets on the phone and he talks like a white dude. And then there's like science fiction elements and stuff in it. But I'd be curious to talk about that at a future episode. But right. like I said, Phil kicks ass. I just wanted to say that. Nice. But, yeah. All right. So uh, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. We're running out of time because I'm getting hungry. So, um, uh, yeah, it's fine, Steve. We don't have to do all the stuff. That we Like Louis C.K. can wait till next week, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I have he's a got lot a lot to say about him now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just want to talk about it because it was fresh. I watched his new special, um, but we'll talk. Let's, no, I'll send it to you. Whatever. Um, okay. We can talk what's, about that before. Next what's time. the special on? You have to buy it off his website. Yeah, fuck that. Sorry, yeah. man. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Thanks, I'll send it to you. Is that the one where you made the joke about I like to masturbate and I also don't like being alone, so what do you want me to tell you? Yeah, but that's not the way the joke's delivered. You have to watch it. It, okay. it it's it's worth talking about because he does he does some stuff in there and he talks about that whole thing. It's 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 totally worth us spending some time talking about it. You can send it to me though without me actually having to physically pay I think money so. to him. I can I can do you have a Dropbox account or something? Yeah, yeah. Or you can throw it yeah. on my Google Drive or something. Yeah, yeah, I can get it to you that way. Okay. Um and then the only other thing I wanted to wrap up, so we'll talk about hunters, we'll talk about some other stuff next time. Um, the only the thing I want to wrap up, I don't know if you saw that Dan dropped the the kind of the storyboard for Joe Magarak. I saw it. I didn't watch it though. I, I oh, didn't, okay. I didn't get a chance. To. So he dropped it. It's funny. He dropped it. It's going to be all done with puppets that okay. Paul Zadevsky, somebody Dan and I used to work with, who's a brilliant artist and craftsman, almost like a mentor to Dan in a lot of regards. Um, he makes these like I say wooden puppets that you can make move and they were going to make that whole thing with these puppets and they brought dan showed me test footage and everything uh but he posted and it's funny the guy the the storyboard version he posted that all the animation is done by um, scott benson the guy who did that video game night in the woods okay yeah so it's very stylized in that kind of night in the woods but meets like early folk it's it's just a good draft and it was cool that dan kind of put it out there um, it's it's by nowhere finished, close to being finished, but you can find it on the Commonwealth Press uh, okay. Instagram. Uh, okay. And what it is for the for the listeners out there, it's a uh, it's a folk song that uh, one of my good friends wrote um, many years ago. Uh, he had this idea for a folk song about Pittsburgh, kind of like the Paul Bunyan type of song uh, about a steel steel work. Uh, steel guy from from Pittsburgh, uh, and I had the opportunity to play drums on it. He had other people kind of come in and, and do different parts, kind of different people from his life. So I was pretty honored to be be part of it. And it's a project that he's been working on again, close to ten years. Uh, but he put a draft of it out. It came out really good. Uh, just for 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 being a draft, uh, I think the song sounds good. Um, the story is, of course, good, and even some of the animation in there is is good. And it's nowhere near finished, but it's uh, it was cool to see that come out. Um, as a something to look at during the week this week with all the stuff going on with uh with COVID nineteen. Yeah, just a shout out to Dan too. Did you see he donated all this uh T shirt material so people can make their own masks? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If anybody would wanted to make masks yeah, big uh, and needed uh needed material in, in Pittsburgh, he's got yeah. a, like bolts of fabric that he was donating so people could go make yeah. make masks for people. So uh that's that's yeah, that's typical Dan type of stuff. Like, you know, yeah. That's what we Good all dude. need, people. That anybody that listens to these entire episodes and gets to the hour and one minute mark, be nice to each other, do awesome shit for each other, buy each other's groceries, check in on people. Like, exactly. Yeah. This is a time for everybody to kind of step up and help each other out. We're all in this together. Um, That's right. So uh, you, you know, you can check us out on Twitter um, or uh, Match Wits <laughs> is the show account. Uh, Acquired Wit Chris's account. You can go to our website. Um, I've been a little lax in posting stuff just because I've been double, been running around. <laughs> you mean uh, you mean you forget posting the episodes on Twitter? I post them to the podcast servers. Okay, but uh, some people don't follow us on that. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. I will. We'd get, I will endeavor we'd to... get more, and we'd get more people follow us on Twitter if you give me access to the goddamn account. Mm. Not, I get not. all this stuff, Steve. I find all this stuff, and rather than just send it to you directly, I could just post it on there. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like all you the could, stuff that you can, you can send it to me, and I'll post it. No, you won't. You don't even post the the, the friggin' episodes of the podcast that we do together. <laughs> I no, pretty no. often I yeah. do it occasionally. All right. <laughs> and with that, Chris, take us out. Be excellent to each other. Word later. See you, brother.